Welcome to another episode of Living Scent, a missional podcast where we're talking about how do we live as Jesus followers in this world where we enjoy grace, embody love, and engage culture as we learn how to live scent. Hey, it's uh, it's great to be here for another episode of Living Scent. This yeah. is this is fun. I love these conversations. I'm just, I, I still sort of go, oh man, I feel encouraged. Our hope is to encourage other people, but mm-hmm. I feel encouraged when we get to do this. And uh, we we're talking today. Uh, we have a guest in the house. It's Andrea, the Res Kids Director at Resonate Church. How you doing? I'm doing well. Okay, and uh, also co-host. Hitting, hitting the shotgun and, and asking all the great questions. It's Yvonne. How are you doing today, Yvonne? <laughs> I'm doing good. Okay. Yep. Excellent. And and we have a crew making technical things happen. You know, there's like a, a technical things go wrong, and we actually need people to like do all the background work of every cable and every mic and every uh, recording. So we got Caleb and... Vicky rocking it out, doing all the tech stuff and helping us out in the background. Yay, so yay. thanks for making that happen. And today I'm excited. We're talking about uh, really the idea how every single ministry at Resonate mm-hmm. is only doing one thing. Like every single ministry at Resonate is only doing one thing. And uh, yet sometimes it gets a little fuzzier. We can't see that as clearly. And we get to try to help people to, to see that. Um, so, uh, Yvonne, I'm going to pass it to you. Like, wh- how would you describe what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, we're going to talk about, I mean, part of why we have Dre with us is because we're going to particularly see how res kids, and I mean, I'm just naturally going to bleed out with res students too, just yeah. being former middle school director. Oh, yeah. yeah, people um, might not know. Yeah. You're like OG <laughs> middle school director. I still, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm still built for that, It's man. in your like, heart. I love You'll it. never get rid yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, what, what is so important about discipling the next generation? Why does that matter to every single person? Not just mm. the next generation, but this generation. And yeah, it's all, it's all about discipleship. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. I love that. Why does that matter to, to every generation, yeah. to every one of us, right? Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited to have you here, Andrea. Super glad. And uh, people might not realize that you haven't always been the Res Kids director, Yeah, that, that this is like something that you entered into. And But I know because I was a part of the story and yes. talking with you in these conversations saying, hey, like I, maybe God would put this on your heart to yeah. apply your gifts and I, I love that one, you have you have a, such integrity as a person, such character that people want to follow you, and and there's something so trustworthy in who you are. Mm-hmm. And two, I love that you see the gospel as so beautiful. You, you see it as all encompassing, and I, I just know that from the the years that we've been friends and and seeing each other. So uh, I was excited to see this journey where like the gospel's so beautiful in your eyes. You're like. Uh, you you would come yeah. and say uh, every lesson, every week, every minute with our res kids. We have to hold this treasure right. out to them. But I'm I'm just wanting everyone to get a sense of like your your journey. What was it that led you? How long ago did you become the res kids director? Oh gosh, it was just over a year ago. So okay, January first, twenty twenty two was my first official yeah. day. Wow. Yes. <laughs> and and in that in that journey, as we were talking about it, what what. Did you feel God was doing to lead you to say yes to that? 
Yeah, I felt like God was just giving me this burden, like Yvonne said, to really invest in the next generation. And I think just naturally, God has always given me a heart for kids. Mm -hmm. I just love kids. I love mm. working with kids. When yep. I was in college, I um, took on like a tutoring job that worked with an after school program. So I've just always been around kids and always had a heart for them. And, you know, for me, as I've personally grown in understanding the gospel and learning about who Jesus is to me, like, of course, I've just fell in love with him. And yeah. so oh, in the awesome. Res Kids ministry, I love that I can bring my love for kids together with my love for the gospel and really just investing in those things um, for his glory to be known. Like the kids have to know who he is. He's yeah. so good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yes. that's awesome. And like, how long have you been serving in Res Kids? You've been the director yeah. for a year, but... Yeah, so ever since we had planted Resonate Church back in 2010, okay. <laughs> um, I've been serving as a surf staff in the Res Kids ministry. Mm -hmm. So I have been in all of the different classes between the babies class all the way through the fifth grade, you know, elementary classes. And I have four kids of my own as well. So I feel like I am around kids all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah yes. that's right. I love it too that you're saying like the, like it's, it's this how amazing Jesus is. Yeah. And then loving these kids that you're you're serving year round and seeing the potential for them to see him. Right, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. So then the I guess the sort of lead off question is we're thinking about the vision, how every ministry at Resonate is really about the mission of the church. Right. Making disciples who who make disciples and um, even specifically thinking that the name of our podcast is Living Scent. Mm -hmm. um, what where do you see Living Scent? being able to happen in, in res kids. Yeah, so when it comes to our students, I mean, like you said earlier, our main goal is to really, you know, preach and teach the gospel and, you know, um, Bible stories to our kids week after week in the hour that we get with them, uh, really just highlighting Jesus as the hero. And our biggest thing is that, you know, they would learn and that they would receive, that they would experience the love of Jesus for themselves and that they would see this mission that he was on to really to gain them, to like include them in his family. And that as they experience that, that that would move them to then want to reach the world yeah. for other people to know the love of Jesus, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, even though they're kids, they have the potential too to like talk to their friends in their class, in their classroom. They could, you know, reach their um, teammates on their sports teams. Mm -hmm. They have neighbors that they can engage with too, family members that don't yet know Jesus. And so we really want them to also understand what it means that God would use them to bring his good news to everyone that's in their influence too. Right on. Yeah, and I think there's something, I mean, Jesus talks about this, you know, he, yeah. when they're, I think it's in Matthew and yeah. Luke where he says, like, let the little children uh -huh. come to me. Yeah, and he says it a couple times. Yeah. It's not just once. <laughs> yeah. And he specifically drops this line of, you know, unless if you receive God's kingdom like a child, like, perhaps you haven't received it. You right. can't enter, you know, and mm -hmm. it's like, what is that about? And yeah. You know, the context of just Jesus's day is that children were seen as having pretty much no value because yeah. they couldn't they couldn't earn a wage, they couldn't contribute to society in meaningful ways. Basically, they couldn't earn anything. And so, right. man, what does Jesus mean when he says you have to receive the kingdom like a child? It's like we have to receive like a child yeah. in a way that we can't earn it. Yeah. And and so I think there's just something so powerful 
not only to to speak to how children can absolutely receive God's kingdom, but also for us, we we have something to learn from them. Yeah, they're ahead of us, Mm -hmm. right? Jesus isn't even making it unclear. He's like, oh, you disciples and all you crowds, you guys are, you actually got it backwards. You Mm -hmm. think you're ahead of the kids. But they're actually closer to the kingdom. Yeah. They're the ones that are getting it. Because it was his 12 disciples, the people that were most closely mm-hmm. following Jesus, listening to him talk about an upside-down kingdom, yeah. do all these crazy miracles, touch lepers, heal blind people. And they were the ones that were like, no, kids, you can't come to yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you, you shared a, a devotion mm-hmm. at the huddle this past week. And you were talking about like uh, coming with knowing that we bring nothing, yeah. yeah, right. And and so the the children actually aren't under the delusion that they're bringing something. Mm-hmm. They're like, right. I just need Jesus a lot, right? Yeah, right. I just want to be near him, and I want him <laughs> yeah. to to bless me and and just to be with me, right, yeah. mm-hmm. right. And I love that kids even just naturally have you know this. There's like the, a trust about them where they don't come with questions, they don't come with hesitations, but they just come with like a heart that's ready to trust, ready to believe. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what God is calling us to model mm-hmm. when he says to come with a childlike faith, that we don't feel like we have to prove anything yeah. or question anything about Jesus, but that we would really just front trust and believe that he is good, that he yeah. is our Lord, that he is our Savior. And there's like no further questions to ask. So I feel like as we get older, you know, mm-hmm. as adults, like we naturally complicate things yeah whereas kids they don't like they trust their parents yeah. like they yeah. trust their teachers they <laughs> yeah. trust you know they trust uh-huh. adults to take care of them and to love them and same with God like they just naturally trust God to take care of them and mm-hmm. to love them and he does mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so maybe we should be encouraging people like don't come serve in res kids because res kids needs you Come serve in res kids because you're not trusting God enough, and these kids are going to teach you. You're going to learn from their right. faith. They're yes. the ones that are actually right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, um, hey, thinking about res kids and res students, and yeah. come on, Yvonne, with the middle school director DNA, <laughs> uh, I love it because like the kids that were in your middle school are getting older and older, but it oh, doesn't stop are. you from loving them. Like you love them yeah. so much. Yeah. I, I see it in so many ways. But as we think of both of these ministries, um, You'd said something, Andrea, mm-hmm. where we want them to start by realizing God loves you, yeah. right? And and I was as you said that, I'm, oh yeah, that's the 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 enjoying grace, embodying love, and engaging culture are actually happening in res kids and res students. Yeah. So like, let's just talk about the first one with with enjoying grace. Like, what are we hoping? How does that happen in in those ministries? Yeah. Well, like I said, in um, in the Res Kids Ministry, in our programming, we're all about preaching the good news. We're all about showing the Bible stories. I mean, even when we, you know, show Bible stories that talk about, you know, King David or King Solomon or Moses and, yeah. you know, all these great characters in the Bible, uh, we always point to the fact that, yeah, you no, know, there is a better Moses. There is a better yeah. King David. Mm-hmm. There is a better King Solomon. And that person is Jesus. And so always highlighting Jesus as the hero of our story and always pointing it back to this good news that we have in Jesus because ultimately he already completed everything on the cross. Ultimately he already performed everything so perfectly. Ultimately he did that for our 
behalf and we want our kids to understand that and the more that they understand that there's this grace that they didn't deserve that they didn't earn but that Jesus just loves them perfectly and fully then the more that they can really let go of these expectations that Mm. the world throws on us or they can let go of um, yeah any hesitations that they might feel and they would just receive him you know for who he is so I think that there's that element of like the more that we highlight Jesus as the good Lord and shepherd and savior that he is then the more that our kids would we pray would enjoy them and enjoy him yeah Yeah. that's the hope joy increases yes Jesus loves me We'd love little, like little people walking around just yeah. sure that Jesus loves them, just mm-hmm. delighted with the fact that he loves them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think for the the students end of, as in middle school, high school, and honestly, this applies to adults too. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest currencies is this idea of belonging. Mm. And... Um, belonging to me is really the golden thread, even through the enjoy, grace, embody, love, engage culture, yeah. especially with students. And yeah. if adults weren't going and working and taking care of kids and needing to earn a living wage, like this would be the currency for us too. <laughs> yeah. And and so, um, man, I would really recommend anyone to walk into the doors of rest kids or rest students and and just see like that's really what we're aiming for Mm -hmm. that any student who would walk onto the campus would immediately feel like they belong yeah Yeah. and not because they're bringing anything to the table Hmm? i mean middle schoolers bring weird body odor and like not really knowing where to put their arms and like awkward it's like they, they just don't they don't know how yeah. to like just manage themselves mm-hmm. right. and yet they so want to belong yeah. though so not carrying themselves like someone that quote unquote should belong yeah. just by the world's standards and you know high school students are just such social creatures that was like they probably were affected by the pandemic the most in mm-hmm. a lot of ways in terms of just like the isolation because they just so they're so driven by friends yeah. and so um yeah, I think that in in coming, like, and even making, like, bold declarations, like, kids who are, like, thinking about going to camp and being able to look them in the eyes and say, I guarantee that if you go to a camp, you're going to come back with a friend, right? Mm-hmm. That's, like, basically saying you're going to have somewhere to belong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those, those three things of enjoying grace, embodying love, and engaging culture, in one sense, you can see it as a progression, Mm-hmm. But in another sense, they're all like touching each other. They're yeah, all like right. a part of the same, right? Like the 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 way that a child would would enjoy grace is actually that they're the, they feel loved by the the worker in res kids who are the, yeah. the the person that's like listening to them or sharing the story mm-hmm. or a parent, right. right? That's like tangibly an expression. So you enjoy more because it's being embodied for you. There, it's like the synergy. That's that's happening. Yeah. And even for middle school, it's like the embody, they're like, we want to belong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're the the acceptance that they feel at a camp or someplace, a yeah. friendship is actually the tool that God's using for them to see the the joy that could be theirs mm-hmm. and the acceptance that Jesus has. Like they it's like we put skin on it. Yeah. Um, and then as they feel that sense of belonging, every single 
res students leader is encouraging their students, hey, you've you you belong here, mm-hmm. so act like someone who belongs and go help someone else feel like they belong. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And that's how they embody love. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Students. Yeah. What are other ways that there's embodying love taking place in in res kids? Yeah. I think, again, like you said, the biggest thing is that they're understanding, you know, God's love for them and that that would be what moves them to then love everyone around them and to even have compassion for everyone around them. You know, Mm -hmm. like I definitely see it, you know, in our kids as they go through our ministry, especially the ones that have been with us since they were like toddlers or preschool. (laughs) Um, And then even as they're getting older, like over time, like as they're starting to learn week after week about God's love for them, that that moves them to then have compassion passion for others where, you know, they're burdened by um, the burdens that their friends have and it moves them to pray for their friends even in that moment during our programming or even to want to invite their friends to come to our programming so that they would hear this good news of Jesus from the Bible stories that we teach. Um, So I think even those things even just kind of move them towards um, love and compassion and action. Yeah. 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 And even the concept of I come to rest kids and this isn't a space just for me. Yeah. Mm. That they are even aware. Because I think sometimes it's hard to be see, like, how can we help a little kid, right? like, even love someone else? Mm-hmm. And it first starts with, like, not even being focused on ourselves. And there's yeah. there's developmental and brain things that sure. work there to help them with, with that, but that they're practicing these rhythms for, and you guys are modeling for them, like, hey, yeah. this space isn't just for you. This right. is actually for other people, and it's also a place where we worship Jesus. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I, I, that's our hope and dream for every MC, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like yeah. Every yeah. MC leader and apprentice. Like, it's so easy for us to go, oh, this is the place for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but Jesus' plan is so much more beautiful, and you'll find out that he loves you'll, – you'll actually enjoy more, yep. and you'll be able to embody more as you actually include others in it, as it yes. actually starts to stretch the kingdom to, to people who don't yet know that Jesus loves them. So yeah. let, let's just chat about that, both like res students and, and res kids. Where does engaging culture take place? What does that look like? Mm, I would say in res students, a huge factor is do they feel like this is a place where I want to hang out? Because friends mm-hmm. are, are so yeah. important. and. And the, pretty much the number one way you know that is, are they inviting friends? Yeah. Is there right. a culture where students are inviting other students? And are those students coming back? Yeah. And I, I get to sit in our, our staff advances, which was what we call our staff meetings. And mm-hmm. I get to hear story after story. And of course, I'm just like friends with DJ and Dylan and several of the res students leaders too. And I just get to hear story after story of how mm-hmm. Students are inviting their friends, yes. and those yeah. friends are coming back. Those friends are coming to know Jesus, yeah, to declare him as their Lord and Savior. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we're engaging uh-huh. culture, yeah. and then yeah. it's going out into their schools, too. Mm. And there's, like, these little movements that are, like, popping up just yeah. all over our city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and similar thing to what we're seeing in Res Kids as well is we're trying to definitely encourage our students to invite their friends mm-hmm. and to share this good news with them. I know it's a little hard because, you know, maybe for high school students, they can drive and so they can pick yeah. up their friends. Like, I'm going to pick cheating. you up and you're yeah, coming they, with me. Yeah, yeah, as opposed right. to, it's kind of hard for a fifth grader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a little hard because they have to talk to their kids, uh-huh. you know, talk to their friends, yeah. and the parents have to talk to the parents. So yeah. it's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more work. But um, kind of similar to what 
what I was saying earlier. It's like how to, um, like we're really aiming to even, you know, encourage our students, our res kid students mm-hmm. to not just like, you know, you know, as they as they understand God's love for them, that they are, you know, living out discipleship in their words and yep. in their actions, yeah. right? And so, again, like as they're playing with their kids on the, you know, with yeah. their classmates playground. on the playground, yeah. you know, are are they modeling, you know, kindness and patience yeah. and mm-hmm. you know goodness towards yeah. their friends, or, or, or you know, needing forgiveness, right? <laughs> right. Or you know, yeah. are they? Because adults don't need that kind of yeah, accountability. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like as we teach them about the fruits of the spirit yeah. from Galatians like yes. are they actually living that out in the spaces that God has them because they're again like they're in the playgrounds they're on sports teams mm-hmm. you know they have you know maybe a, na- a group of neighborhood friends that they're you know constantly around they have family members um, whether it's siblings or cousins or other relatives mm-hmm. that they could again just model Christ likeness to and that could be a way that God is using them to engage culture um, even though it might not necessarily be happening in our programming, but like, would we encourage our kids to yeah. live as sent? It's like the vision for them. Right, right, right. And that they would keep doing it as they get older, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, if they if they actually find the joy yeah. of living sent as a child, then there, there's like something that shapes us and, we're, and we remember that. And it's like some people, they, they went on a mission trip or something and they're like, right. oh, God actually used me. And they feel such joy that that actually shapes the way we choose things and, and move forward. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And uh, so just thinking of from children, so much of the, the shaping mm-hmm. is the parent. And, yeah. and so much of them understanding God's love is coming from like the, the interactions with parents, but it's also the the people who are discipling them in res kids. Right. But then as they move towards students, like the value of peers becomes so much more. It's like so powerful mm-hmm. yeah. the way that they're shaping each other and yeah. impacting each other. I would say that every one of our middle school and high school students go on a mission trip every single day. Yeah. Um, and they're right. they're pretty keenly aware of it too. Yeah. Because because they're so socially driven, not to mention social media, they're they cannot escape what is going on in our culture. Mm-hmm. And other students at school are wanting to talk to them about it all the time. And so the message of Jesus is so countercultural and in their face. Yeah. They are feeling that tension. Whereas like those of us in workplaces, yeah, that that does come up, but yeah. we're mm-hmm. a lot more polite. Pol- yeah, politeness can yeah. hide it. Yeah. Uh, let's like, not talk about those things. Yeah. Right. Like, oh yeah. I sense that we're entering conflict. Like let's spin yeah. move away from these things. Right. Yeah. But high school students, especially like they don't and it's 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 definitely um rising with the middle school students too. Like they don't have that luxury to just escape. Yeah. It's on their social media. It's in their schools and they feel so much pressure to have something to say, the yeah. the right thing to say, whatever mm. that is. Yeah. And then they come to res students and they get to discuss and talk and feel the tension and have some kind of like burden lifted but yeah. for a moment only to go back into the mission field again the next day yeah yeah, yeah every day is a mission trip mm-hmm. that's one way that 
res kids and res students are ahead of the adults. Yep. Like yeah. exactly what Jesus was saying. He's mm-hmm. like, they're the ones that are actually ahead. So I, I, this isn't on any of the notes or we didn't talk about this, but I'm like, what do we wish MC leaders and apprentices would learn mm-hmm. from the students and res kids mm-hmm. and the, the, uh, uh, the, the children and res kids and the students and res students that are on that mission trip every day? Like, oh, if only we could learn from them. Yeah. You, you have any thoughts about that? Like what are, what are some of the things that the grownups need to grasp? Hmm. Well, I think that definitely when we think of missions, we automatically assume that that means we have to go travel yeah, overseas. Compartmentalize it. Right. Do it or for three days. Go somewhere. Somewhere yeah, else. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I love to see Vaughn's point about, you know, mission happens every day, yeah. right? And, um, you know, teaching that to our kids, teaching that to our students. Teaching and, that to our MC and members. And even teaching that to our yes. adults, right? <laughs> yeah. our, our church, right? That like, mm. that we uh, are constantly being mindful of other people that, yeah. you know, as we look to Jesus and the way that he lived his life and his his example that he was always outward focused. He was never worrying about himself or his own needs, um, but that he was constantly thinking of other people and their needs and Mm -hmm. wanting to, you know, bridge that gap and provide for them. And so, yeah, I think that, you know, living on mission for our kids, what adults can learn from is, yeah, that we, that it's a part of our everyday, you Mm -hmm. know, that, um, and it's in every space that God calls us to, that we don't have to travel overseas or you don't have to do anything special necessarily or like add something to um, your plate, but it's more so like of a mindset or like a perspective in the everyday moments that you already have. Yeah, that's great. Well, I want to make sure we shift the conversation because I I don't want anyone at Resonate to feel like this is only about kids' ministry, right? right? There's actually something much bigger Mm -hmm. going on here. That this is this is about like God's heart and what it means to be a disciple mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and how it impacts every every generation mm-hmm. um, and and so those those thoughts about w- intergenerational impact um, and Yvonne you and I you and I were talking about this before well, why do you think we need to think generationally why what mm-hmm. what matters there yeah I mean I'm I'm even gonna jump down to the nitty gritty to sort of like illustrate this, like in my own life, the, the very first MC that I was in, uh, was my first time. Well, for a lot of things, first time being in any kind of church, small group. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first time that I was talking to anyone who wasn't in my same life stage, my same yeah. age. Yeah. It was full of, um, moms of kids that were grown, <laughs> kids that are young. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was like maybe one or two other single people. There were yeah. older single people. It, mm-hmm. it was like just the craziest mix of women led by Missy who likes sleeping yoga and cats. And I, it would just blew my mind. <laughs> I love Missy. Yeah. Sleep, <laughs> we miss you, Missy. Sleeping <laughs> yoga and cats. Yeah. Or put them all together. Yeah. Cats sleeping. Or, Which yeah, are all yeah. like things that are naturally a little gross to me. But, okay, all gross uh, to you. But, but I love Missy. Um, okay. And... It just formed me so much. Mm. There, there were these moms who um, just invited me into their lives, into their homes, yeah. and um, and I didn't know what to do. I wasn't great with kids, and you know their kids would be like running around like all like wet from you know because they didn't dry themselves well, and I don't like. You know, I just don't like being wet outside of me showering myself. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it just got... Wet is bad. Yeah. It just yeah. got messy. Mm. It, it got really messy. And so I 
but I saw them, how they disciplined their kids, mm. when they yelled at them when they didn't want to, wow. how wow. they apologized. Like yeah. that was just mind blowing to me or me coming from just a more conservative, like Chinese family. Like I, I didn't grow up hearing like a ton of just verbal affirmation. Yeah. And then to like step into families that do. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you parents say these kinds of things to their kids. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I got to like see what they were doing and model after their pattern. And families need people to enter into their families mm -hmm. and mix in with their kids. And then single people, like you also need to see what that looks like, that, that they're, like I felt that tension, that burden of, oh my gosh, like what I say matters to these young like minds who are being like shaped. Yeah. And, but at the same time, like, you know, you, how do you be your most like genuine self at the same time? Like all of that is, is necessary. Like we have to, it's as much for the person who's discipling someone as it is for the person who's getting discipled. It's, mm -hmm. it's all. And yes. when we think about it like that, yeah, like we have, we have to do intergenerational discipleship. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. And there, there might be a, a way where if you're in an MC and everyone's sort of in the same life mm -hmm. stage, that's yeah. okay. Like there's something right. beautiful in that and yes. a way to connect. Yeah. But there's also such a richness of not just staying in the same. There's like there's something that you might be missing mm -hmm. if you're not interacting with people of other generations, right? Yeah. 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 And the thing that these families had the most was that they just welcomed me. Yeah. They didn't have they like theological yeah. answers. <laughs> okay. They weren't like, hey, I'm going to come and be your mentor. Oh, you so know? We, it's not that God can only use you if you have every answer from the Bible perfect. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm qualified. If I, can, if I don't have to know everything, I can qualify for that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah they just had this. Um, I'm sure that they're, they're, they were scared to invite me too, but there was also just this assumption of like, yeah, I think because God calls us to be the body and we all need each other. Yeah. Like therefore I need you and you need me. So let's yeah. let's let's do this thing together. Yeah. That's Isn't awesome. it it's like a beautiful vision for the church mm. where we all belong together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so someone who's retired is connecting with someone who's a child or someone who's a teen or someone who's a young parent and mm -hmm. yeah. that just realizing more like how how fully orbed Christ's kingdom is and how he puts us together for a purpose how yeah. every part of the body matters mm -hmm. and we actually need each other mm -hmm. right yeah so that can be discovered I, I think it gets to be discovered in in res kids and in yeah. res students right mm -hmm. so uh, where are ways where living on mission, living sent actually mm -hmm. happens then sort of intergenerationally, both in res students or, or res kids. Yeah. Well, I love that in res kids, we actually have a good portion of our serve staff who mm -hmm. are from our young adults ministry, like yeah. a lot of our prime and our 1822 yep. folks. So yeah. you don't necessarily have to be a parent or a yeah. grandparent or anything like that to invest in the next generation, but anybody could do it. Anybody yeah. has a space to have an influence, um, you know, over our children and our next generation. So really the main qualifications are, you know, do you love Jesus and do you care about passing <laughs> the good news yeah. on to yeah. our next generation so that mm -hmm. the next generation would know and, you know, um, glorify the Lord, right? Yeah. Like those are 
the main qualifications. Yeah. And, so and maybe do you that. want to learn from some children? Yeah, and who while Jesus you're at it, says yeah. are a little ahead of you. <laughs> right, yeah. you can also learn something from them too. That's yes. right. Yeah, and that's the same what you were talking about with your MC. Yeah, it, it's like the the moms were actually learning from you too right. as you came in as a as a single woman. Like there was something in that where both are richer because of your yeah. your time together. We learn from each other. Right. But, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think too, like there's this, Jesus said, who are my mother? Who are my brothers? Like he was blowing up this idea uh, that mm. we created of what family is in a way. Right. And he was saying like, if you're part of my family, it's not just the nuclear. It's not supposed to just be something so exclusive. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so I'm sure, like, I know for a fact that there's a lot of moms and dads that are so grateful that there are uh, just single young adults and middle schoolers and high school students who are influencing their kids because they have a unique voice in their lives that the parents don't. And in res students, like, these teenagers, even though they sometimes pretend like, yeah, I don't. I don't care what yeah. you say and this and that. Yeah. They so look up to these res students' that leaders. Like teenagers right. in my house sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, they look up to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and they, in a lot of ways, I mean, it, the vo- the parents of voices always matter. And so parents, I just, I really want to encourage you for a moment. Like you guys are the ones that are table setting so that the voices of anyone in res kids as yeah. a leader or mm-hmm. any of the res students leaders, that their voice even matters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like someone has to be the, the, the rice and the potatoes. You, you guys yeah. are like the starch. So good. Yeah. 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 And then when other leaders come in, it's, the other adults are more like the things that seem more enticing, but it's only because the starch is already there. Yeah. 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 I mean, if I could even just put my parent hat on and speak as a parent, Mm. again, we have four kids and teenagers, elementary age kids, but even just to kind of um, speak on the benefit of having, you know, small group leaders from the rest students ministry that have invested in our teenagers, mm. like oh, yeah. that has been such a huge help. Yeah. And you know, again, these are like res student leaders that have been in their lives. Like suddenly they trust them, yes. even though they were saying the same things that we were saying. But yeah. again, it <laughs> speaks to Yvonne's point that, you know, God uses the body to really, you know, um, come around our students and our own children in our home in this way that has been so beautiful. And so we, as parents, we really appreciate just that partnership that we get to have with, you know, other church members. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like my family is sort of like the first runner for all of res students, res kids. Cause yeah. my, my kids were kids when we started the church yeah. and they went all that. the way through <laughs> res kids. They were disciples yeah. and, and all the way through res students, like all the right. way. And as I look back, I see like two things so clear. Um, one is exactly what you're saying, like how much mm. it was those other voices that were needed all the way along. Like yeah. every single time on a Sunday when some res kids leader shared a Bible story with one of my sons, mm-hmm. like that was a part of God's tapestry and plan that's actually changing their lives all the way. And yeah. res students, I, I don't even know. I feel like I'm so indebted. Like there's, I don't even have a foggy notion how many conversations <laughs> and yeah. how many 
Discord texts and how many how many phone calls and and times where some someone who's serving as a disciple maker and res students was actually investing in my son as they needed it so desperately. So yeah. hold on a sec. Yeah, are you saying that you, Pastor Scott? <laughs> okay, good. let's get explicit. Yeah. You are a pastor, a mm-hmm. godly man, an elder of our church, mm-hmm. and yeah. you're saying that yeah. even you, yeah. you need other non-pastor people to come alongside your kids. Yeah, let me yes. tell you the journey I was on. Because as a young man, I had very idealistic, sort of arrogant, maybe even dreams, thinking, I'll be the one that's so spiritual, that'll be so strong, I, can, I am sufficient for my family. Yes. And then God, in this journey, now I'm old and gray-haired, and I look back, I'm like, oh, God humbled me so yes. many ways mm, and yeah. so many times. I'm actually not sufficient. Yeah. And that it needed the church. Mm-hmm. It course. required, and thank God for his grace that he had planned mm-hmm. that the church would be that. And um, I, I think, too, I, I still get the sense, if I'm going to call people out, I get this little sense from some people who might have that same view I did, sort mm-hmm. of the immature view. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I can disciple someone by myself, you know? And so it's like a, the MC leader, I discipled them. I'm like, did you really? <laughs> or was it a hundred people right. throughout their entire life yep. that God uses this tapestry right. of his grace over and over again from every angle, wanting them to see him. We actually, it's actually a, a community. It's actually right. the church mm-hmm. is actually the tool that God wants to use. And so I, I don't want to diminish the importance of like an MC leader or an apprentice right. as a disciple maker. Like right. God will, you, you are a part of the plan, mm-hmm. of course. but could we be humble enough to go, I'm only a part of his plan. Yep. Thank right. God he made me a part of his plan. And thank God for all of these other people yeah. who are part of this beautiful design of his church so that we would actually change a generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, hey, our time is up. It's been great conversation. So fun to so fun to talk. I'm super grateful, Andrea, for your ministry, for your leadership and, and what you're doing. And I'm I'm even thinking, wow, we we need to keep learning. From like, let's not be siloed. Right. Uh, would would God allow resonate not to be all these different departments? That maybe if you're in prime, you're as much a part of res students as, as one of those workers or one of those students. Or yeah. if you're a retired grandma, maybe you're as much a part. Maybe your prayers yep. and your love. Maybe God has actually brought us all together because we need each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so let's be an intergenerational church. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank That's you. It's a beautiful church. It's beautiful church, mm. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining in the conversation about that and can't can't wait until our next episode where we get to keep talking about living scent. See ya. Sounds good. <laughs>